Today, Anambra remains the most financially stable state in this country. If you don't know, the day I left, the day I left government, 17th of March, 2014, I had in Assets Bank, a bank in Nigeria, 50 million dollars, I repeat, 50 million dollars, and about 7 billion naira. It's a bank in Nigeria, I'm sure Assets Bank people are here, you can go and verify. I have a Fidelity Bank, a bank in Nigeria, 55, a bank in Nigeria, 55 million dollars, 55 million dollars, and over 10 billion naira. I had in Diamond Bank, a bank in Nigeria, 50 million dollars. What I had the day I left was 155 point four million dollars by yesterday in terms of the yield because we called it future generation money and was supposed to terminate at 2050 by yesterday it was worth 185 million dollars if you multiply today that is about 500 because when you hear that it will be 75 billion if anybody does it call me I know where the money is. I kept it. Y'all know what time it is. It's election season and we are all aware of the fresh brand of leadership that P2B has brought to the presidential race. I mean, that man is a god. He's exactly the kind of individual who can set the example. Man, in the midst of all the snakery and figry, Obi stands out like a sore thumb. He is the difference, that difference I talk about so much in this podcast. He has inspired hope in almost every young Nigerian, but, and this is a big but, the journey to the presidency itself seems hopeless. Like it's one thing for the country to be hopeless, but then it's different where there is an actual chance for change, but the chances are so slim, my goodness. If you're familiar with this podcast, you would know that I hardly talk politics on this platform. It's not my strength, but these are dark times. Misinformation and bullshit is everywhere. And if there's one thing this podcast does well, it's calling out bullshit. Plus, my guest is one who made it easy to just sit back and listen. Ubinna Ofo is an analyst, real estate manager, author of a fantasy novel, and part owner of Zodara and The Gatsby. He's also one who is very passionate about Nigeria and her issues. So we got into a serious conversation about P2B's chances, the competition, as well as the naysayers who have lost all sense of hope and conscience. Listen and learn as we embarked on a deep dive of the current political future and what is essentially the fight for our lives. Uh, no pressure. My name is Rodney Omokache and you're welcome to The Young God. A podcast for gods. But how dope is it that we're entering the election season right now? What am I saying entering? We're, we're in. We're knee deep yeah. in that shit. But the most credible candidates of all fucking time, dare mm-hmm. I say even in the whole existence of the fucking world, mm. 
and that's not a stretch that's not too much to say yeah, yeah, yeah. in the whole existence of the world mm-hmm. we have peter b from Igbo land representing and um what, what are your thoughts on what is transpiring so far oh god nigeria is just i i don't know <clears throat> i wouldn't say peter b is the best candidate ever 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 but man he's up there yeah He's up there, and it's so frustrating because we have been so frustrated as a people. As Nigerians, I ever mean as as Igbo people, like, have we been living in the same country for the last seven years? Things are bad. And then in comes this guy with an incredible track record. This is not just a guy who is saying, I will, I will. He's saying it's been done. You can go and verify. And then he's here, and then he's saying, look, I, I want to run for this thing. Just Google me, right? Mm-hmm. Check me out. See what I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm seeing young people, some young people, young, well-educated people, still doing, you know, talking politics the way it was talked you know the way it was communicated four years ago Mm. and it's heartbreaking you know i've had i've told off several of my friends like Mm. told them off in the harshest way like they're probably wondering ah is it not just and that's the problem because i don't even think they take things seriously Mm. because how can we be talking about say how can he be part of the conversation at this time at this time like how no he's not you know and i would hate to bring up bring up the fact that he's actually not well right you know sickness happens and Mm. i wish him the best health wise tinubu is not well but putting that aside Tinubu is a representation of something that we should be against. Mm. This guy is, is he, he is the kingmaker. And the question is, who are the people he made? Look at them. Right? Look at the sort of people he put into office. Let's say we forgive that. Mm. Let's say we forgive that. Let's say, you know, he did what he had to do. I am reminded about NSAS. To me, NSAS should be the one thing you use to judge every single person in power right now. Where did he stand in NSAS? Check it. Where did Tinubu stand in NSAS? What did he do? What did he say? Really? Mm. I, I'm not going to. Uh, Atiku is just a different matter altogether. You know, when you start looking at how did Atiku get as rich as, how did both of them get all this money? These are the things that should matter to us. But putting them aside, you have a candidate that is the best amongst them by far, by track record. And the question is why? Like, why are people still thinking about, still thinking between, is it tribalism? I mean, it, it could be. Yeah. It could be tribalism. It could be 
it could be the fact that like and people say this a lot well P2B doesn't stand a chance so let's just go with the other right. you know right. credible people and I'm like if a million of you say this right then it's true right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if a million of you stop saying this and just vote your conscience vote do you know how many people I've talked to who tell me oh yeah they know that P2B is the best candidate by far but uh, Atiku is more likely to win. Mm. And I asked them, if you are saying um, P2B is the best candidate by far, why are you adding the bots? If you think he's the best candidate by far, it's just one man, one vote, one man, one vote. That's where the conversation should end, if you truly think yeah. he's the best candidate. If you think Atiku is better, yeah, sure. Like, vote, vote Atiku. Or if you think Atiku has some sort of self-interest, like if you have some self-interest in Atiku, fair game, vote Atiku, right? Yeah. But it will kind, of, it, it, it will be kind of silly if you have, if you say Atiku is the best candidate by far and is m- more likely to win. Um, and I prefer Atiku, but it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Just promote and vote for the person you think is better. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. Mm. There's no bots aside. I had a friend who called me the other day and was telling me, you know, P2B doesn't stand a chance. Doesn't stand a chance. No, before he said that, he was talking about how how messed up things are. How Nigeria is practically trying to leave the country. There's no hope. It's completely hopeless, blah, blah, blah. And that P2B is the man. But let's not waste our time. They'll never give it to him. You know, we should just sort of... Uh... And I told him, I stopped him there. I told him, if you're saying things are hopeless, I'll, I'll accept that. Let, let, let me say I, I accept that. Mm. Things are hopeless. Now, keep that in mind. So if things are hopeless, right, and there's a glimmer of hope to change things forever, for the better, why are you trampling that little glimmer of hope? The other day, there was a, a helicopter gone down to something people in Kaduna. Yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Yeah. And don't think like a <clears throat> Boko Haram member all of a sudden learned how to fly, fly a helicopter. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. think for once a Boko Haram member sort of learned, read like the... Manual. Yeah, the, 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 the manual. Don't think like there was an abandoned helicopter somewhere that they happened to fix. hmm mm-hmm. You know, don't think these things. Don't think that 50 motorcycles came to a church and gunned people down. And somehow all 50, 100 bikes disappeared. Nobody on the road saw where they turned to. I mean, you'd be sort of silly to think these yeah. things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't think that Boko Haram members with armored vehicles, right, in long convoys come out, massacre whole communities, and in those same convoys disappear back. And nobody, no one has any answer. Ha- have any answers to where those vehicles are? Forget the people. I mean, it's different if you if, if you find abandoned vehicles. Mm. 
Yeah, that's different. But even the vehicles cannot be found. It is ridiculous to believe these things. We are in trouble. Right? And don't think for once your government doesn't know the people behind these things. Don't be fooled. If you remember NSAS, you remember the videos of government officials bringing out those boys from the cars mm-hmm. to the trucks. Mm-hmm. You know many Nigerians have forgotten that. Yeah. Like, even now, I think you... Even I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. You know, it's, it's ridiculous how bad things are. Mm. We are to war. It's a war going on. It's a war going on. Yeah, it's a war going on. God told me this movie will write itself. Spread love, be wise, and let fooler we fight itself. Cause it's a war going on outside on the corner. It's a war on your TV screen every morning. Not the war with the bombs and the helicopter swarming, but the war for your soul. That's what everyone's ignoring. It's a war going on. Yeah, it's a war going on. People said to me, How were you able to save money? It was very simple. All we did was to shut down the cost of governance. In eight years, I never had a governor's lodge in Abuja. Why should I have it? I don't live in Abuja. It's not necessary. As a governor's lodge in Lagos, you can go and sit. I lived it for 25 years. I don't live in Lagos. Why should we have governor's office in Lagos? In one one year alone, we cut the cost of governor's travel by 80%. Why? When they invite me to Abuja for meeting, I'm the only person invited. Why should I go with 30 other people who nobody invited? And they have no reason to be there. And that's what is happening. You don't need to go too far. It's it's important that you know that. That is what is their problem, the cost. In the midst of all this, you have someone like Peter B who shows up and he's not your typical politician. I don't even think he's a politician at all. He doesn't play politics. When they uh, removed him from office the first time, when they impeached him, why did they in, in, impeach him? He refused to play ball. Mm. They'll send him prices of certain things, inflated prices, like balloon prices, and he'll be like, nope, I can do this for much cheaper. They impeached him for that reason. He didn't fight it, he took it to court, maintained on his own, and won at court, and came back quietly, and ran things, ran it well, left Anambra State with billions in the account. Billions. Now, when people see that, they'll say, oh yeah, he's good for a Nigerian government. No! No! People in the West hasn't achieved what this guy achieved for Anambra State. He left... He left a state with billions profits made, profits. And said, I told the next governor, there you go, take, to run the state. No other person can brag of this. And then this same man is saying he wants to become your president and do the same thing. And you, a young, well-educated person, is saying, well, Tiko, or well, Tinubu. Let's consider them. And if we're talking about tribalism, maybe, you know, I'm thinking, I think we should sort of just consider tribalism and sort of make laws 
for it. Mm. For, not against it. Because okay. the biggest lie we have in this country is telling people that we are one country. We are not yet. And the first step to being one country mm-hmm. is by admitting we are not one. I think that is gaslighting on in the in the hands of that by saying we are one country and yet you have one group of people slaughtering another group of people. Tribalism plays a huge role in Nigeria. We are still very clannish, we are still very tribal. And the first step to coming together is to admit that, that we are we are not one. Once you admit that we are not one, then the question, the next question becomes how can we become one? Right? How can we get past this? You don't say, oh, we are one, when some people feel disenfranchised. Mm. And you keep saying, oh, we are one, we are one, we are one. That's like, that's gaslighting. Yeah. I, I, I think, we are not one. Of the highest order. Yeah. On a national level. <laughs> yeah, we, we are not one at all. Yeah. So we have to admit that. And I, and I was thinking about, I was talking to my buddy, you know, they were telling him, if, for example, it was law, that really it is, the North's turn to run to, to be in power. Then you find a situation where the North is preoccupied mm-hmm. with getting the best candidates to run. Mm-hmm. And they are now uh, appealing to the other regions to vote in the best candidate from the North. Because we, in the South, right, mm-hmm. do not have a choice anymore. It's now, it's a Northern candidate coming up. Mm-hmm. So now our concern is no longer about tribalism or religion, it's about you guys are up there, bring out the best candidate. By law. Mm. When it comes to the South, or the South, East, Southwest, okay, now it's Southwest turn, right? Cool. Bring out the best candidate from the Southwest. We are not concerned about that anymore. We know it's not our turn. We don't care. What we are concerned about is the best amongst you. When it's the South, South turn or the South, East turn, we bring out our best candidate. Mm. And rotation happens by law until such a time when we outgrow it naturally, mm, 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 right? Mm. But this pretension that, oh, uh, race doesn't matter, religion doesn't matter, it clearly does. does yeah. How dope has the show been so far? For real. If you're enjoying this podcast, do support by following on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for exclusive content and updates feel free to slide in my dms and let me know what you're feeling what your listening experience is like and whatever else might be on your mind i'm here for it and by the way do subscribe and tell a friend Man, you have put it so well. You have put it better than most people can put it. And I hope, I hope that, I hope people listening, especially those who are on that aisle of lying to themselves or lying to others, or they feel like they have said something smart when they say, oh, Peter B is a good candidate, but, you know. Mm. Yeah, I hope that these points you've made enter somewhere. Because, man, even though he doesn't win, it's not futile. It's not futile because there's a spark that has been sparked, believe it or not. This is the first time he's coming up like this. So naturally, I think naturally there's going to be the pushback, there's going to be the disbelief, too good to be true. There's going to be all kinds of things. And um, he's just setting up, you know how you set up the through pass 
for a much longer game, which mm. means that if it's with Labour Party now, it means that they're building their war chest, their, and I, I believe that the war chest is going to come largely from the diaspora. Diasporans who, who now see a credible candidate that they are out there in diaspora, they're not thinking about tribe, they're thinking about, I want a country I can come back to. So if he doesn't win, I'm still hopeful. And I'm not a, I'm not a fear monger. I see all the fear mongering went to the bomb, but an article won this thing and everyone's like thinking the worst. I want to believe that P2B's race has just begun. Mm. Bola and Atiku, they've been running races for a while, so they have that gap in that sense. Mm. They've been running for what? They've been involved for the past seven years, eight it's years. A long time. Yeah, for a very long time. P2B is just, he's just in there, he just raised his head out from the sand just a while ago. So it's going to take some time, and I think maybe this next four years, maybe even this next eight years, if it, it gets there. By the time, and it pains me to say this, by the time Nigeria has been squeezed. Nigeria has been squeezed. Out. We are dead. I don't think Nigeria has another three years to go. I, I like look yeah. the yeah. last. You know the last wall to fall in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Me, I am Igbo. I'll tell you. The last wall to fall will be the southeast. Once the southeast go the route of Niger Delta, how Niger Delta when they had enough and the militants went to the creeks, mm-hmm. and it's happening now. It's happening now with uh, IPOP, with, with IPOP, with Namdekalo being locked up, mm. people are being beheaded. You know, arms deals are happening, mm. right? As we know, there are now a lot of guns in Nigeria from outside. Mm. If we don't fix this problem now, if we keep being selfish about it, there's only it. it People can only take being disenfranchised for, for so long before they, they now say, you know what, I have nothing to lose anymore. I have absolutely nothing to lose anymore. You see what's happening in the north. And it will creep up to Lagos. It's already creeping up to Abuja. It will creep down all the way to Lagos. I do not think we have another three years to go. And I do think Pito B can win this. And I'll tell you how. Okay. It's simple. P2B can win it, but he can only win it now. Meaning, people have to go and get their PVCs. And the beautiful thing about his campaign is they, they don't need to rely on Godfathers to sponsor them. People, mm. people yeah. will finance it. It's the easiest thing to raise 15 to 30 billion naira for him. It's easy. Yeah. If he puts it up now and says, look, we need to raise 15, 30 billion, right? To get people out there, to encourage people to go out and vote. We want to create an enabling and convenient environment to get people to register their PVCs now, right? Millions of people now would come out now and register right now. P2B can outraise the entire. PDP. In fact, he can raise PDP and APC combined mm. because he has the backing of the people. PDP, they do not. Watch it. Let's article come out and say, oh, help finance my campaign. Nobody will do that. Even his supporters will not do that. They'll say, you are rich. 
mm. finance your own campaign. The only candidate that can do that now, and that's how you know the right candidate, by the way, is Pete Rubin. They cannot match him financially in terms of the people voting for him. And if he's to set up his website today, just like the only candidate that can pull in volunteers, volunteers that don't won't ask for pay right now. Mm. Who? Peter Obi. He's the only one that can do that now. No other candidate can do that. And that's how you know who the right candidate is. If Peter Obi wants to win this election, he should start winning it now. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath. In through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's resume. What I like about this candidate, this Peter B, and all that you just said, is that I really do, I really do believe that He's thinking this way. Yeah. I, well, really, well, I hope so. I would like to think so because he's you don't you don't be as frugal and as intelligent and as you know successful as he is without at least being ambitious. You don't decide to run if you don't think you can win. You know what I mean? So I would like to think that while I might be saying he's playing a long game, with all that you've just pointed out, mm-hmm. I would like to think that hmm, maybe he's considered all you've just said. And he can take advantage of the goodwill he has with the people. You know, he can make his website as seamless, as organized, and as you know, intuitive as possible to allow even the most bare minimum people do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And make these people afraid. Mm. Because PDP and ABC are not afraid. Once they become afraid, they'll become serious. And if they become serious, because now they're playing, they're thinking of, okay, shit, four years from now, even if they win, that this guy has enough to take us on four years from now, that might make them maybe at, at the very least give us bare minimum leadership, even if even if we're just being hypothetical. Do you think Tinubu has four years in him? Because I I don't know what he has. I've heard his Parkinson's. I've heard from a strong source that is Parkinson's and. If you watch some of the video clips or some clips where again i'm not saying this i'm not somebody who you're not putting him down you're not talking down yeah, yeah, yeah. not on that aspect yeah. i don't like tinubu yeah as a person yeah but i don't, I don't want to use his sickness in against him but do you think he has another three four years like have you looked into this stage of parkinson's I'm glad you brought that up. And my thinking for that is whether or not he has four years doesn't really matter to them. I think what matters, first of all, is as we've seen in a lot of his speeches, is it's my turn. Hmm. So it might be, and that's all he says. Yeah, it's my turn. So it might be like one of his, you know, as a man of that kind of power and influence, he might feel like that is his final, that's his opus magnum, his magnum before opus he, before yeah. he goes, you know. Hmm. And we can see we have a history of, of putting in people that are sick. Yaradua, Buari. So that might be the same tactic that the um, APC uh, cabals are working towards. Yeah, give him his thing. If he makes 
to four years, well, okay. If he makes it to eight years, well, okay. But if he passes in that time, we're going to have in place a... And I, I heard that they picked Jonathan because they felt he was the most... The role models we have in government are the least in the society. And all of us are complaining. There's no way we won't complain. There's no way. I always have friends like you who tell me about Singapore and this and that. And what I tell them that if you go to Singapore, and that's the only example I'll use, the best people are in government. The best brain is in government. I plead with all of you, as you enjoy and do whatever you do in your good office and everything, please do not leave governance to the least in the society. Leadership really starts long before a position is given to you. Mm. So the question is, what have you been doing before? So like people say, I will do this, I will do that when you elect me. So they are basically saying, I'll become a leader when you make me one. Mm. Right? So you're not a leader. Leadership happens naturally. It's like if you're the best at this and you choose that calling, mm. that thing that is telling you, hey, you are, you know you can do this better than anyone, mm. and you force yourself to sort of rise to the occasion and do that, you are the leader. Yeah. What you have in our society today is people just want to lead by force. It's like, I want the position. Make me a leader. Why are you the leader, though? It's a natural calling. Mm -hmm. In fact, nobody even really has to appoint you a leader. You just do things, and as you're doing them, people realize that yeah. ah, this guy seems to be the leader. Yeah. And that takes you back, takes me back to the conversation we were having about like why do I need to learn how to cook and all that kind of stuff. It's because like what happens if, for example, something happens to the chef? Right. So will the place shut down? I have to be good at everything because that is what a leader needs to do. You need to be very good, even if it you shouldn't be bigger than what you're leading, mm. right? You should never, it's about that thing. It comes first, not you. Mm. And that's what people like Atiku mm. and Tinubu do not get. And this, the psychopaths around them, they're just the most pathetic people. The most. They are pathetic. Oh my God. But they don't understand. I mean, I'll give Tinubu some, some credits. He does look out for his, for his people. Mm. He does. Okay. To be fair to him, he has put people up in positions, people that can't give him anything in return. Mm. Right? So I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. But I think he does it for his eventual rise and glory. Yeah. As in, I'm doing this for you, not because of it's the best thing for the people, it's because it's the best thing for me. And my legacy. And my legacy and my past. Mm. You have to be loyal to me. I'm doing this for you, and in return, I demand your loyalty. And that's not leadership. That's the difference between a boss and a leader. Yeah. Tinubu is a boss. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I would say he's a good boss to those people. Yeah. But he's a boss. I don't know much about that. Tinubu. I know, I know he's a... I know he's supposedly not a tribalist. Supposedly. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. To be fair to him, I, I, I know he's not a... I know he's not a, and I'm trying to be fair to everyone here. Mm, 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 mm. I know he's not, he's, he's, he's open-minded. But I think 
what what him and Tinubu have in common is they are doing this for self. They know they are not the best people to do this. They know. They are doing this for the power, they are doing this for... And I think it's even more than money for two of them. I think they are beyond money at this point. They are beyond money. Yeah, I think they are doing it because um, it's the ego. It's it's about ego. It's about... It's my turn. It's about... We have done. We have so much money, so much power. What else? What else is there to achieve? To achieve. Yeah. And do it's, it's their arrogance for me. It's, it, it is my. So you're not even listening to what the people want. Yeah. What if Atiku was a real leader? Right. Why can't you put Peter B up? Why can't you be his his kingmaker? Right. That would make you. You've been the vice president before. Yeah. Right. Everybody knows your name. Why don't you be a leader and be like, hey, this guy is the right guy, more so than me. Yeah. You've sat in that seat before. But no, Nigeria, it's about self. It's about self, so. so. But yeah, he, he can still clinch this, but whether he'll clinch or lose it happens within the next three to four months. Right. Yeah, how many people can get their PVCs between... Uh, now and then will determine who wins. So if you're listening, go out there and get your PVCs. Go and get your PVCs, please, please. You know, this, this, this is becoming one of those, uh, like a bad song that stays in your head. Go and get your PVC. It's the easiest thing to do. We'll make a party of it. Maybe we should just have like a, a center where everyone can come and get their PVCs. We'll, we'll have drink cold beers and Zobo for those who don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> On that day, get your PVCs, line up. Zodara, the Gatsby, Sweet Roof will take care of you. Mm. Line up, you know, we'll, we'll buy tents, we'll get uh, uh, caravans out to be a thing. Shit. Yeah. Whatever it takes to make it, you know what? That's leadership. Yeah. That's leadership. On me. Sweet Roof has said it. Yeah, on me. And there you have it. Obi, Obina, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. And uh, man, Obina. Thank you, Rami. This is the young God. Thank you so, so much for listening. If this is your first time and you enjoyed this episode, there is much, much more where that came from. Go and verify. Scroll through the episodes to see the different guests that have graced this platform and the topics that have been explored. You get the sense that it's elite content. Content that will delight you, make you think, and put you onto new things. I'm your host, Rodney Omokache, and this is The Young God, a podcast for gods.